Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you'll enjoy listening to. Join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical, transformational journey. Welcome back to the Inspired Action Podcast. My name is Jay, and our special guest today is none other than our co-host, Lita Herman. What? Why am I so special? Oh, well, Lita, you're special every day, but you're even more special because today's episode, by the way, is number 118, is on fire, and you are in the hot seat. Woo! Okay. Well, you know, you're already exposing one of our fire secrets. And what is that, Lita? That fires want to be special. Aw, air quotes, special. And Jay, we've only just begun. This is going to be the fire exposed in a big way episode today. Like how many pieces of clothing are we going to have to take off for this one? Total exposure or just a little bit? I'm not sure how much we can handle total exposure here today, but <laughs> it's I'm not I'm, that kind of podcast. Right, so you have to pay extra for that, right? <laughs> but I am but I'm in. Let's let's just see what happens. You know, like you mean metaphor. Metaphorically, everyone yes, taking metaphorically. the clothes Metaphorically. We don't even think like they've start pulling off their clothes, which you can if you get fire up there. You may certainly want to. But yes, <laughs> fires truly want to feel 100% themselves. So they can do some exposure. All right. It's getting a little hot in here. Well, naked, 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 right? Is that what you meant? Total exposure? Is that what you're talking about? Go ahead. Let's no, let it rip. Oh, I'm really shy, actually. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Secret number two, we've already just started. Fires really want to be fully exposed, but they act shy. They actually actually do feel shy, truly, but they need to feel safe. So if they do feel safe, look out. <laughs> yes, yes. But before you keep exposing more secrets, let's talk about what we're going to do today. We're going to do today. We're going to expose. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're like going to let it rip. You're going to be naked, naked, naked. Oh, no! Next- No, don't be scared. (laughs) Yeah, right. You love it. You just love it. (laughs) That's secret number two. That's right. So, okay. So we're in a five-part series on the five elements, and we decided to get into each element a little bit more. It's been a while since we did a recap. So if you're listening, you can go back to the wood, which is 117, or the, the preview summary that's what's coming up is 116, pod 116. And we realized that we kind of revealed a few tasty little wood secrets in number 117. So to be fair, we decided to keep going with the idea of each element having its own little secrets. (laughs) And in Fire's case, it's kind of that dirty little secret Of course it is. (laughs) Because as sweet and innocent looking as Fire's are, their dirty little secret is just that. They love a dirty little secret. Oh, yeah. And the funny thing is, I totally agree, by the way, that but the third truth is most Fire's cannot keep a secret. (laughs) That's true, Okay, so you may love to hear it and then go and love to tell it someone else but you're just gonna you can go a little bit more on that but just let you know they do not keep secrets (laughs) sure okay well let's see um but wait before you explain it because i know you're dying to explain it let's take a little quick (laughs) moment and tell everyone what's going on in the inspired action podcast and the alchemy learning center which we call the alc Okay, I don't really want to take I a break. I know you don't. That's, I know you don't. That's another fire secret. Once we start talking about ourselves, we do not want to stop. Well, I promise we'll get back to that in, in a little bit and, you know, about the whole secret. And I will tell anyone what you say, so don't worry. But let's okay. first, let's bring everyone up to speed. Just the whole world. Just the whole world. Just the whole world. Okay. So we're excited to bring you this podcast series on the five element secrets. So we'll continue with the next three episodes on the elements. And we have another special treat, an interview of an amazing Chinese medicine thought leader coming up 
and Cecil Sturman. Yay! So you can look forward to that episode coming soon. It'll probably be, it will definitely be in February. We're just putting the final touches on that. And also in the Alchemy Learning Center, we had such an overwhelming response from our last episode pod 117 about our study groups we're just like what so we're going to move forward we were going to do them in the summer but we're going to try to get them organized for the spring and we're going to have one on the cultivating the five elements or five elements of self-cultivation yes. we don't have the exact title yet and then another separate group on the 13 ghost points for self-cultivating or self-healing so if you're interested in either topic Go to the Alchemy Learning Center, sign up. We have a limited space since we want to be able to connect with each person. It's just not going to be like open-ended, I don't think. But you can go check it out at the ALC.com. If you are into it, we'd love to have you join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. And in both of these groups, we'll be totally focused on you. How can you incorporate all this information we've been talking about in the podcast into your daily, day-to-day life? And ultimately, how can you utilize this to become more authentic in your life, to truly be yourself, discovering, uncovering, and looking more into what makes you well, you. And I also think we're going to be definitely looking at relationships and romance in the five elements. So if you've ever wanted to figure out what your husband, your wife, your partner, maybe you have one of each, I don't know, no judgment (laughs) on a deeper level, this could be a fun way for you to do that. I'm just saying, people ask us all the time about relationships in the five elements. It's probably our number one request. And for those practitioners who are listening out there, these classes are really for you as well. Often practitioners are looking for technical, like how-to classes based on skills, But we believe with alchemy that the first patient you treat should be you. And through experiencing the ghost points or even the five elements within yourself, you're going to be able to really meet people where they are, no matter how different they are from you. So we've been teaching these topics now for over 20 years. And through a lot of trial and error, we've come to realize that true teaching is experiential. The theory is important. But what brings true wisdom is experience. Yes, that's the wisdom palace of the nine palaces of the heart. You don't get all that wisdom from book learning. You do get some, you know, knowledge, but you get it from doing, doing, doing. And in these groups, they're all going to be about doing exercises, meditations, journaling, talking uh, uh, with each other. We're going to have a lot of talking. It's really kind of a lot of fun. And generally developing yourself through a transformational process. And guess what? We're going to have fun. All right. Definitely fun. Of course, because Jay's involved. Ah. So should we get back to our fire program? Oh, I don't know. Maybe we could take a little more time. So we don't... No. <laughs> oh, my God. No, we want to get back. But I do have one more request. Do, do us a little favor, please. Just for a moment, if you like any part ever of any of these podcasts, please just go do a like and a... Subscribe and five stars or whatever you're doing. Five, five apples. I think I said last time. Share your fire love. Yes, <laughs> yes. You have fire somewhere in there. So all right, all right. I think I've left you hanging long enough. You're about to expose that dirty little secret of fire, right? All those dirty little secrets, right? Yes, and it was really hard to. Wait. I know you were like, ah, <laughs> let's go. They fires don't like to wait. So here it is. We are all about love and connection, heart connection, not the cosmic variety that metal has with people. Fire connection's more personal, more loving, more felt in the heart itself. It's because you believe in love. Yes. You know what's a share song? If you believe, believe. I'm not even going to try. Put that (laughs) right here. That's what this song really sounds like. At the 
heart of it all is we believe in love. It's just if only the rest of the world would believe it too, then all would be well. It's a little like maybe how the wood people, the wood energies, like myself, believe in a better world and if all the people could be more like, you know, loving and kind and generous and benevolent, benevolent. then all our challenges could be overcome. So that's the fire is the love. Yes, and... Back to the dirty little secret. Of course. So one of the things, <laughs> right, we don't want to leave that one. Fire's hanging. not going to have secrets. They're going to have dirty little secrets. <laughs> so one of the things that fires do is in a way to make that connection, they like to have a little secret with someone, just the two of them. That represents their connection somehow, something they're sharing. And when it's a dirty little secret, then it's something that we definitely don't want to tell anyone else about. And that means that it's really our dirty little secret. That makes a lot of sense, except that I already mentioned that fires can't keep secrets. <laughs> yes, there's that too. <laughs> but in terms of what it is, it doesn't even have to be sexual. I do think all fires love to be slightly sexual, slightly risque, and, you know, in a slightly inappropriate, but friendly, not creepy kind of ways. Maybe they're just on the edge. They're like, yeah, yeah, that's it. They like to push that sexual innuendos to the edge. A little funny, a little flirty, a little flirty, dirty, but not so far where it's scary. Yeah. And clearly, in terms of that dirty little secret, you know, it doesn't have to be sexual. I had a friend who, whenever I visited her, she and I would sneak off and eat chocolate or drink coffee behind her husband's back. Ooh. It wasn't like she wasn't <laughs> supposed to have coffee or chocolate, but it made our, it made it our little secret because she knew how much I loved those things back then. And it was just a way to have a connection. Like she acted like it was a dirty little secret. Well, chocolate can be dirty if it melts. <laughs> there right? you go. Chocolate and or poo. You always right. say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's from Baby Mama, not from me, Baby Mama, which is a good movie, by the way. Um, but that's it. It's a creating a feeling like you have a special connection with someone. And we're back to that special, air quotes, we're back to that. Love Fire loves to have special heart connections. Yes. And it makes both of us feel special to each other in a fun and connected way. And that's really what a heart connection is about. And that's what differentiates it from a cosmic metal connection. The connection for metals is with the cosmos itself through engaging with another person. So the connection for fires is direct access to the other person's heart. Yeah, I really think. All right, so let's take a little step back and let's really look at the bigger picture for fire. Like we did in wood, because, you know, you find that shine that light on me like. Meh. Yes. Um, so let's do that with fire. So. It's this believe in love, that love will prevail, that motivates, what motivates fire and everything they do is that love, love, love. Is that what you're saying? Love, love, love? Yes. Everywhere they go, everything they do, they are looking for opportunities for love. They love to go out to events with tons of people, though we should say some of them can prefer small groups of people because there's actually many types of fire. Well, there's four types of fire. And some of those types get a little more overwhelmed by doing too many things at once or too many people at once. So, you know, we'll have to talk about the different types of fire in another episode. Actually, we've had a request from listeners to do that. So we'll do that. Maybe after. we'll talk a little bit about later. Yeah. But let's say they're at, at a fair with tons of people. Like what kind of fair? Like a like a like a rena renaissance fair. A renaissance fair. That's perfect. That are they in costumes? Yes, that are would they, be even better. Are they eating dirty chocolate? <laughs> yes, they're eating dirty chocolate. I'm just <laughs> asking, what's the setting of the fair? Okay, well, there's tons of people. That's is as it, far as I is got. it in Scarborough? <laughs> okay. 
No. Are That's they, the only fair I can uh, think of. All right. Okay. But let's wait, just, wait, wait. What's the fair? Tell me what the fair is. I or, like or the is that rena- the Renaissance fair in, in Scarborough? Costume, and the fires are wearing the slightly risque costumes. They go with a little yes. coming out, a little exposure yeah, there. A little okay, exposure, I like that. So they're yeah. like books, buxom looking. Right. <laughs> <Okay>. Just saying. <laughs> okay, so you're at the fair in Scarborough, wearing that risque costume with your friends, Feel eating. It. Feeling a little shy, but hoping that you'll make a connection. And it's like you're literally on the make. And again, it's on the not- make, like to make a pair of mittens. No, <laughs> it's not. You got a lot of like, you know, loose metaphors here. I'm just <laughs> tightening up a little bit. What's on the make? Well, usually they use that phrase meaning you're looking for a lover. Oh, so you're at the fair looking for someone. But it's not necessarily sexual. You're on the make for a friendly face. Okay, there you go. I agree. Scanning. Yes, scanning. Someone who will return your smile. Someone who wants to actually maybe have a conversation. About that big turkey leg you got in your mouth that's (laughs) right at the fair, at the Scarborough (laughs) Renaissance Fair. Yes. I wonder if there is actually a Scarborough Renaissance Fair. Maybe. Maybe, yes. And do remember, they fire do they do this in a shy way, you know, very shy way, even though they look risque or yeah. maybe slightly exposing a little bit, not in a creepy way. You know, the world is often not very smiley. The world can be kind of gloomy and down and a little angry and maybe moving a little too fast. So, you know, imagine going out in the world and you're smiling and you're happy and only 20% of the people smile back. That can be a bit harsh. And that's the fire life. It's a question we don't think about, but every day fires have to decide for themselves. Are they going to be authentic and smile at everyone, even if they don't get a smile back? Or are they going to just be like everyone else, the rest of the crowd, and hide the light and love that's yeah, inside them? I have them? to say the lighthouse, the fire lighthouse, if they put the blanket over it, if they, you know, yeah. it's still shining, yeah. but, you know, no one can see that. <laughs> yes, and a lot of fires do choose the latter. They have so much negative feedback. They feel like they have no choice, but essentially they become a skeptic yeah. of their own light. Yeah, because normally we're optimists, but, boy, it can get a little dim when the rest of the world is so dim. And that's why we need the fires to be like burning brightly. Yes. So maybe even a majority of fires might feel like that, a little skeptical. And it's kind of sad to think about all that light that's being covered up in the world. Well, let's just pull back those blinders and yes. let that light out if you're a lighthouse. Well, hopefully today we'll get to, to help a lot of people do that a little bit more. I hope so. I hope so. All right. So we're going to keep moving on with this podcast. And we've said it before. And I've said it before. Maybe you haven't said it before. But fires can be a little self-centered. Uh. But maybe it would be fairer to say that if you're at the fair... That they may be focused on love. And from that place, it comes from self-centered. It's kind of like they're out there seeing, they're in tune with their heart. They're trying to see who out there is in tune with their own heart. Maybe like the wood who's out there looking to see if anyone's awake and engaged and wants to play. Very similar. The fire's out there looking to say, who, who's got their little heart on their sleeve? Let's play. Yes, you nailed it. It's a consciousness of our own hearts. That's what makes us self-centered. Because if we're aware of our own hearts, we can feel when there's a vibration vibrational match with someone else out there. It's like the heart knows when it's a match. And so that's why we are kind of self-centered. You know, we are just looking for that opportunity for love. 
love. <laughs> and they love to talk about themselves. Yes. And that's why we love to talk about ourselves because it's not being conceited. It may look like that, but it's not like that. It's about we are sharing ourselves to see whether other people are interested in our hearts. Or, you know, as we like to quote Bette Midler in the movie Beaches, she says, enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think about me? Yes. And Bette is fire, by the way. So it's perfect. And that's my point. We love all you fires because you are interesting and lovely and we do love to talk about you and usually almost always unless they're in a funk they're fun to be around yes thank you for seeing that yes so let's just move on and talk about like and also leader remember fires are experts at making themselves open and available to opportunities of love and of finding people with their hearts are open and so they can be alluring to other elements for sure because everyone loves fire everyone loves fire people if they're in a happy place, they're fun to be around. So that's one of the things how you can tell if someone is fire, usually first or second. But remember, we have fire everywhere. Yeah. All of us have it All somewhere. Five. Yeah. So usually they have a lot of friends. They're upbeat. They have a lot of energy. These are all the, the higher, the good qualities, obviously. You know, a lot of friends. And they have even way, way more acquaintances that they think of friends. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Okay, so they're often really super smart and really beautiful. And they Aww. love beauty. Yes. Oh, I'm talking about you again, Aww, right? Oh, talking about me. <laughs> Every fire person's going, oh my God, they're talking about me. How do they know? How does she know? <laughs> yes, I know. I know. I am talking about you. Um, the fire Rolodex is real. And if you're too young to know what a Rolodex is, well, it's like having all your social media contacts organized on paper and a circular metal device on your desk. Okay, that sounds <laughs> archaic. But you know what? Just Google it and find a picture. But the concept is real. They know and they love and they have those little secret dirty connections. That didn't sound right. All over the world. But they have those little special connections like the chocolate with many, many people all over the world. And expanding on our, our little fire secret, there's another one. And that is about beauty because fires care a lot about whether or not people think they're beautiful. And if they don't feel beautiful, it's kind of crushing because they think that it's going to give them less opportunities to find love. And many fires spend a lot of extra time on their looks, or occasionally they just give up entirely on their looks, which is when they're really depressed. But, but let's talk about if they're not depressed. Yeah, but if in, in normal times when they're doing well, they think about how to present themselves to the world. They don't want to give people any reason not to connect by, you know, if by not looking their best. So they are constantly trying to look their best. Yeah, and we have talked about the fire slug and the water slug. and the, uh, Actually, all the elements have that sluggy kind of when they're not feeling great. Like a schlub. Yeah, slub. I a can't schlub say. or a slug? A sluggy slub. <laughs> How about that? Say okay. that five times. <laughs> okay. It's not just that fires want people to see their beauty, right? We get that. Beauty is just an outward manifestation of the internal love inside them. If they could just understand that the beauty that we all see it's just a literal. It's just literally the light shining out of them. Mm. Then they wouldn't have to worry so much about their clothes, the hair, the makeup. Some people are going, oh, no. They love to get dressed up and but, do stuff for sure, but they wouldn't have to because the beauty is inside. That's really beautiful, Jay. I think you're really onto something. It's not how we look; it's the light inside us shining out that makes us beautiful. I mean, I love to work with someone who's fire and be able to pull off that blanket of the lighthouse or pull those blinders off, and then they just start really start shining and shining and shining. And on that note, I will just drop another little secret about fires. You ready? Yes. 
They cannot pass a mirror without checking something on themselves out. Yes. I'm just saying, mirrors were created <laughs> for fire people, but they can also use it to see their inner beauty too. Yes. Right? It's I, like the earth poncho, yes. right? It's the fire mirror. Yes. And actually, when you see fires, they're often trying to adjust their hair or their makeup or they're touching their face, their hair. It's tugging on clothes. Yes. Tugging on clothes. They're always checking and making sure, oh my God, am I, is it right? Is it, is it the right, you know, like they have to double check yeah, just in I, case. I just showed you that video the other day of the woman Bronco rider who on the horse, I guarantee this woman was fire. So she's on the horse and she's doing the barrel loop in the rodeo and the horse starts to fall down and her, that falls on her leg and the horse keeps going and pulls her pants completely off. And she's like in front of all these people and she's sitting there in her underwear and what does she do? Boop, pulls them up. I'm like, fire! Like she does not worry about if she got hurt or injured or if everyone like she just boop, pulls up the underwear. <laughs> it was, if you Google that, maybe I'll put it in the show notes. It's hysterical. But I was just like, oh, yeah, that's fire all the way. <laughs> that's great. Right? It's so funny. Oh, I mean, great. no matter what it is, they have to, like, make sure. That make sure. Always. Yeah. And they're and then also, let's go on the emotional. They're emotionally aware. Okay. Or in case of the rodeo lady, she's really aware that, you know, 10,000 people are staring at her as her horse just ran away with her pants. Yes. And she's sitting on the ground in her underwear. But no. So they, what I like to call is the emotional IQ. Let's have that. Fires have it. And they have a lot of it. Emotional IQ. Let's talk about that a little bit, Lita. Yes, it's a high level of emotional intelligence. So when fire people walk into a room full of people or the Renaissance Fair, the first thing they usually do is scan the room to check out all the people. Do they know them? Number one, what is the overall vibe? Are the people happy, sad, mad, bored? They get all this information in literally a split second glance. It's a hyper focus on people, a fascination with people, either being around people in public places or at parties or with friends or family, but also an awareness of how people are just feeling. Feeling. Yeah. Nothing more than feelings. feelings. Yes. <laughs> Oddly, being so hyper-focused on people, a lot of fires don't notice much else that's going on around in the room or at the fair, since we're clearly at the Renaissance Fair today. Have you even been to a Renaissance Fair? I have not. <laughs> I, ha I could say I have a few times, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take you this year. <laughs> Maybe it's not a fire. Let's do a poll. Do fire people go to Renaissance oh, fairs? Oh, absolutely. There's okay. many a wench there. Many, 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 Wait many a, a wench. We're not wenches. But you like to look like a wench. <laughs> well, maybe we're too shy. I don't know if I There's would. lots of princesses I, there. I wonder if the waters are actually the Oh, there's the a lot of water up. people there. Because waters love a good costume. Yeah, there's a lot of water. Yeah. Definitely, without a doubt. <laughs> I'm a little too shy to actually show up at a fair where I know no one in a in a kind of like, you know, revealing. But once you, but once you step outfit. through the gate, you know, they drop the drawbridge and yeah. you walk through the gate. You're, and then you're, you're safe. You're family. All right. You're uh, in I'll that Renaissance vibe. I'll have to try it. Well, in, just in my in my risque dress. You'll have like everyone looking at you. There. All right. Right? Fair maiden. That's fair maiden at the Renaissance. Fair. All right. <laughs> I'm not saying there's a lot of fires there, but there's a lot of water. And apparently there's some wood people because I was dragged to quite a few of them. But it was it was fun. I, I do love going to I haven't been in a long time, but I have been to a couple. Maybe fires don't like costume events because that's a mask and not the real deal. Uh -huh. mm. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right we're we taking can, a poll. I know. Let's do Renaissance <laughs> Fair, yes or no. Yes. Or what? 
That's it for fires. That's it. That's the only question. Okay. How, no, the question is, do you think you'd look beautiful at a Renaissance fair? Ah, there you go. <laughs> and will anyone else notice you? Okay. But here we're going back to looking at people in the room, doing that scanning vibe yeah. thing. If you ask the fire people to take a quick glance around the room and then quiz them about anything else in the room, color of the walls, where was the couch, what was the decoration, they'd be like, no, they'll start telling you about the, what the people in the room was like. Yeah. I yeah. love that about fire people. Yep. It's kind of fun, actually. And it's very useful to have that. But And wait, know. what is the use? The use of focusing on people. <laughs> yes, when you go to a party and you scan the room and you can't tell anything other than who's there and what they're wearing and who's talking to who, what is that use? Whether the person <laughs> needs emotional support <laughs> because they're sad. So you're providing a public service. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> I'm just like, what is that information useful for? <laughs> well, all right. Good point. Uh, for myself to know <laughs> whether or not I'm going to make a connection with someone. And have someone. fun tonight. Yeah, and have That's fun. Right. Oh. So all this focus on people is fundamentally coming from a belief that somehow fire can make the world a more loving place. That's true. That's and more use. fun and more. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. And, yes. you know, it's not really about the same, like, like wood is more focused on the physicality and the effect efficiency of the physical world where whereas fire we're focused on the emotionality how can we all connect in a more loving yeah, that's, way that's, that's the use of that's that higher iq yes 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 that's exactly i'm sure what you're not thinking of when you scan a room <laughs> at a party but i'm gonna let that go i'm not gonna touch that with a 10-foot fire pole but i'm just saying it's you want to have fun if you go, if you scan the room and there's three people over there in a fight, you're not going over there. No. If there's two people in the corner crying hysterically, you're not going over there. Although you Depends. might, you might, might, yeah, you might want to go see what's going on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but you want to go where there's fun and happy and love and drama. Somebody yes. dancing, dancing, or, yeah, music, laughing. Yes. laughing. Those are the ones that you're going to yeah. want to go check out for, you know, that connected, more loving way. Yes. Right. So, all right, I'm going to give another fire a little secret here. It can be quite annoying for other elemental types, but some fires have a habit of asking leading questions that evoke emotions from the other person because they're always working away to find that more loving connection kind of emotional IQ. And so they could, what they're trying to do is get you to let your guard down. Yes, it's about that taking that clothes off. We talked about that in the beginning. Yeah. This is, they're trying to like... You know, they're like disarming questions, disarming you and declothing you. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> no, if, they want to get to know you. They're going to give. Yeah. They're going. They want you to give. And and it may be annoying, but what they're trying to get you to do is open your heart, so you'll connect with them. So they're going to be open hearted with you all day long, and they're just trying to ask a question that might get you to respond. And so it's always about making that connection. It's hard sometimes to talk about things that, you know, that they're not interested in, that you're interested in. They might change the subject, too. That's really another secret is yes. it, you might not notice it at first, but they have this habit of directing a conversation towards what they're passionate about. Which is usually about something in their life, which yes. is fair because we all do that. Yes, but okay. that they're just trying to make that connection. Right. And so I think when you have two fired people, they find something they're really excited about. It's really fun to watch. They talk talking over each other. They're jumping in. They're interrupting. They're laughing. They're joking. They're like, oh, my God. You know, it, goes, it starts to escalate as well. <laughs> 
You know, it's kind of like what we do on this podcast a little bit. <laughs> we do. I mean, I totally have fire do. second, but I love that. I was trying not to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, but I know you wanted to interrupt. I did. Yes, yes, yes. yes it's But, very you know, funny. It's, it goes up, 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 down, 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 up, up, up. It's kind of fun, and it's really in a positive way because they're being the authentic, their authentic self. Yes. No judgment. It's fun. And as superficial as fires sometimes seem when they're focused on like themselves or beauty, what they really want is to be allowed to be that authentic self. And they don't often believe the world wants them to be authentic. Yeah. I mean, I do think when I, I have a lot of fire friends and, you know, sometimes people, they like, they say that people tell them they're too much, they're mm-hmm. too loud, they're too inappropriate. You know, they're laughing, you know, I often tell the story about going to a, a funeral, a wake with my mom, who's fire. And I swear she was in the back of the room giving like a stand-up comedy practically. Oh, no. Like Mrs. Maisel almost like you know, like and people were laughing and joking and then I was like, Oh my god, what's what's going on? But then I realized that they were just bringing joy and love and they were connecting and people were so happy to have to recon- reconnected with her and the, they it was a lot of it was a really beautiful thing. Once I got over the what is going on? But no, it was really cool. That's fire, being authentic. And could you imagine the metal person in the room who was they shrieked away, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. it's no. not it's not really respectful, but it's a different way. It's a different way. It's just no. a different energetic. And, and the other and thing, wait, I'm just going to say yeah. when I talked to my mom about that later, she said, you know, when I was uh, when that person was alive, that's what we did. We laughed and we joked and we just had a fun all the time. And so then she saw the people that had come to that wake, and they were the same. Yeah. So they were all happy and joking, and it was like, you know, my mom said it was like old times. That's awesome. How's that, right? That's, That's fire, beautiful. right? That's fire. That's yeah. fire at its best. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case you have someone in your life or that's like you that has done something inappropriate or, you know, talking too loud or laughing at the library yeah. or laughing too loud at restaurants. Yeah, I mean, we get or in a movie. We get a little, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Right? Well, both of the young, wooden fire, young elements can often be shushed. Shushed. Yeah. Yes. No shushing today. So getting back, to the, out. getting back to the authenticity you brought up, you know, because, you know, it's, it's really hard sometimes for fires to be fully their authentic selves. You know, the media is very prevalent in our lives right now. And especially like beauty, like you were talking about, you know, makeup and hair and, you know, it, it isn't how much light and love you're emitting. That's not what the media is telling us. It's wear the right outfit, dye your hair, lose weight, have surgery, you know, on your nose or whatever, and wear trendy clothes, post frequently on Instagram. Blah, blah, blah. Get lots of likes. Go on and on and on. Yes. It's not like the quest to reveal their true authenticity. It's like they're being less and less authentic. And I do think that's why Fire have a lot of friends, so they're authentic with many people. Yeah. Little slices, maybe. Right. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that that's the state of the world right now because it's just creating more masking. And that means that as if you have to mask as a fire person, then you're not going to make those connections feel real to you. And that's the goal. So the reality is most of our lives, we're actually hiding our own hearts from everyone for fear of getting hurt. You know, I totally agree. And it made me think about how we've had conversations, quite a few about how we wore masks in COVID. Yeah, And how the fire people were like, <gasps> no smiles. It was, it was so hard. 
We've joked that water people loved COVID, but I can probably say that fire people really didn't like COVID. Yeah, because it kind of took away their their superpower of the disarming smile. Yeah, for sure. You know, and and it, the parties. And yes, that's true. And the parties <laughs> and the dances. Lot. And think about it. The world was not a happier place. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. You no. go to a place and everyone's wearing masks. They're barely talking. They're not laughing. They're not joking. It took a long time for that to come back. I mean, uh, yeah. So I don't know. That was the... The mask of the heart protector, the role there. I mean, in some respects, if you were already feeling really shy and really like hurt in the world and you're a heart protector type, there's four kinds of fire. Uh, There's the heart protector. There's something called the triple heater, which is very outwardly focused. There's a small intestine type, which is much like the heart protector fires, but more so sensitive to the world and how much stuff is in the world. And then there's the hearts themselves. Those are the rarest type and uh, are really unique and different. So we're going to have to do a whole podcast on that. But in terms of your own heart protector... Of course we will. (laughs) Yes. In terms of your own heart protector, if you're already feeling defensive before COVID... Um, you kind of shut down, then, you know, in a weird way, sometimes the mask that we had to wear for those years yeah, that's like was a useful mask. Yeah. because then you could really hide. And not get hurt. Yeah. And not be vulnerable. We haven't really said the V word too much today, yeah, vulnerability. Yeah. We're going to have to get into yeah. that a little more. So, you know, maybe in general, you know, you want to be like a little kid out in the world, happy, shining light and love all around and, you know, just discovering light and love. And instead, you sometimes defend. Um, you're defending against meanness, a future attack. Of you don't meanness. want anyone knocking off your ice cream cone. No. No. It's kind of hard to escape that in reality. We probably have all experienced some kind of shutdown in life. Yes. You know, I think we hear it all the time. But, you know, I think even if you have fire second, like I do, you're probably a little on guard in the world, feeling like maybe you have to defend yourself against people not liking you for whatever reason. Again, it's that vulnerability. So this just isn't, the things we're talking about today is not just fire first. Yeah. In fact, I, I really think the, the when you, when you, if you're a person listening and you say, I don't really care whether people like me, you probably have fire fourth or fifth, Yeah, I would say. It's, well, it's, it's, it's interesting because we're listening to the scarcity brain and they say that the gamification of everything with the likes and the social media and all that. So if you're completely disconnected from the social media and Instagram and Facebook, then I would say that's a valid statement. You don't really care if people like you. That's an interesting But if you're into thought. that gaming and like this whole, you know, like points and this and that and the likes and the, you know, that's part of being liked. Whether we like it or not, that's that. It could be another podcast. That's modern day likability. Right. Wow. Okay. Well, that leads to shyness because if we go back to the heart protector, you know, I don't want people to think that fires walk around defensive all the time. I think it's more like a shyness, or again, now I've said vulnerability like three times, like yeah. you know. So, but it's more like this shyness of like, is it okay? Yeah, that's a much better way to look at it. They're ultimately shy, but not not shy (laughs) at the same time. It's like they're like a little flower, you know, or a bud that wants to open up and it's time to open up. And when you peek out, you see a bunch of people who maybe look like they're going to judge you or attack you. And then you close your petals again for fear of getting hurt. So it's not like this active defensiveness. It's, it's really that with strangers, you're going to Feel a little shy, feel a little vulnerable until you can ascertain whether the strangers are emotionally safe. 
So they might engage, you know, a fire person might engage a little bit hesitantly at first, check you out. Are you safe? Are you going to accept who they are? Yeah. And then once they know you're safe, they come out of their shells. Or if you said they open their petals, which is probably way more appropriate. Yes. <laughs> they can be quite talkative and, you know, flirty in a good way, sense of humor. They might want to dance or talk about, you know, what they're watching on TV or you know, what you're wearing, and they just, the light starts to come out. They start to become alive. And they have a lot of tricks in their shy mode. They want, because they want to see if you're going to respond positively to them. So most of all, the number one trick is they smile a lot, which isn't really a trick, but that's the way they do it. So they're watching you while they're smiling very intently to see your reaction. They're checking out whether you're going to smile because, you know, because they smiled. And if you smile back, that gives them some indication without speaking any words at all that maybe you're a safe person. So smiling is the currency of fire on an emotional level. It's like the entry level. Yes. It's like a penny then. <laughs> yes. If it's a currency, it's like a penny. Yes. And they need that exchange, smile for smile, before they feel bolder to proceed with more exchanges. Once they get your smile, they start to be a bit braver. And you'll notice they'll turn on the charm a little bit. Now their eyes start twinkling. That's another one of their tools. Or their voice gets really animated and excited because they're testing whether you're going to get excited with them. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it because I see that all the time. And that comes with an, another interesting aspect of fire that we can do. We can, I don't know if it's a secret, but we can talk about it, is equal sharing. You know, yes. that whole taking your clothes off back and forth <laughs> yes. kind of stuff. But let's just call it properly equal sharing. Yes, equal sharing is where fires are trying to figure out what gets the other person excited, but they have to feel interested in it too. Because if you both are interested in the same topic, now you can equally share. And that's what they're looking for, both parties being interested. Yeah, I think fire people who have first or second, they don't just want to talk about themselves, actually, even though I tease them about that. You know, it's just to see, they want to be interested. You know, if you look bored, remember, they have an extremely emotional IQ. They know it. They see it. They adjust. They'll often ask you a question or try to get you to see what's going on because they're struggling to make that heart connection. And because if they can get you to share something, then perhaps the equal sharing might happen based on something you're interested in. And it could be like the art of conversation fire style, maybe a little gossip, maybe a little <laughs> risque joke, maybe a secret or like here, have this. I know we're not supposed to have this, but here we go. We'll, you know, have this little thing between us. Don't tell anyone. That's when they're bored. They get adapt until you're not bored and then they're not bored. It's like a natural charisma that is really based on this emotional survival. If I keep this person interested, then they'll keep talking with me and then maybe they'll love me and accept me because fundamentally we're all dependent on each other for survival because it really takes a village to survive in the wild. So we're bred for generations to be these communal people, even if we feel independent and fires are the most aware of this fact. And that's why they want to be liked. And the relationships in general are so important because ultimately fires want to belong. Relationship is the fire element of the nine palaces of yeah. the heart. You know, it's because through relationship, they can have a sense of belonging, which helps a fire person feel like they have a home, which is the home palace is that connection to the vine. Yes. Okay. So they have to really feel like the relationship is good 
It's through relationship that we get to have a home palace because every element wants the home palace. They, Even though we say it's an earth palace, all the elemental types need to have that relationship with the divine and have that sense of home and belonging in their lives. Yeah. Boy, that could be another podcast just on that too. I that know, was big. That's big. Yeah. yeah well, home, home is where the heart is. Yes. I was just going to say that. Yeah. So I think that phrase had to have been created by a fire person. I like that. It's so true. It's so true. And when they don't have a significant connection with anyone, they often feel like a rudderless boat at sea, and they're constantly searching and talking about potential lovers or lost loves of the past. And I think ultimately it's not that they're very sexual by nature, although they could be very sexual in their in their life. That lust or sexual desire that fuels their sexual appetite, it's the connection that the sex brings, I think, is what really turns them on. Yeah, they're interested more in love making than sex itself. Love making is about heart connection. And even in casual sex, a fire person might feel a heart connection with the lover. And and again, what fire's all about is that love and heart connection. Yeah, maybe it's confusing because that other person might not have that feeling of that heart connection that the fire person had. And they just maybe are not feeling like very intimate and then the heart is broken and the fire's lost love and then they, the world is ending and then it comes back. And we talk about that as well. It's probably something every heart per, a fire person has felt, heart pain yeah. for loving intensely someone who doesn't return that love. Yeah, unrequited love. So painful, mm. so true. But, you know, it is part of love. Yeah. You know? What is it? I'm going to do another quote. What's the quote? It's better to have loved and lost than to not loved at all. Exactly. And fires believe that it's worth the risk. It's worth the risk to try to love. It's not that you really want to shut down and just give up on love. It's it's a risky business, but it's an important thing to be doing. Okay. I think that was about pornography, but I'm, I mean, <laughs> prostitution. Wait. Risky business. With the movie? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it in so long. I didn't. I didn't realize that. So it's a fire movie. Yes. (laughs) I'm not sure about that. It's been a long time. So fires can be a little obsessed about thinking about sex when they're not getting the love they want because the sex is the next best thing to love. At least it's intimate. And at least someone likes you enough to get naked with you. So you must be good enough. Or they like you enough to do that. Yes. Yes. And then it does become a little bit sad or depressing. Maybe, I'm not saying no judgment here, when you're not getting enough of that good loving back. Yes. And that's that level of loneliness that can happen, you know, even if they're in a relationship, because they may be in a relationship, but they're not feeling the love and they're too afraid to leave the relationship because at least they have someone to share it with. But it's not fulfilling when the heart connection isn't there. Or the sex connection. I often think about, we. I call it the, the fire scraps diet. Yeah. They're just taking the scraps of, they have something. Right. And we have to need, really need to have them grow and get confident and feel like they're worthy and they are lovable and they can fall in love with themselves. That's often the homework I give to people when I'm working on that. They have to fall in love with themselves. Well, let's actually take a look at that for the homework today. Yeah. Um, But let's... no one deserves the fire scraps diet. Yes. So when the sex dies out in a relationship, let's talk about that. The fire person might be very distressed because to them, not having sex in the relationship might be an indicator that that person doesn't love them. Or that they're not attractive or beautiful. Yes. 
And even the, if the person says they do, and they really do, the fire person won't believe them because they feel like if you can't make love, then you must not really be in love. Yeah. And, you know, I think that this could be a secret, but they need that expression of love, which honestly doesn't require sex, but they would like it if it did. It could be a deep heart connection through the eyes, through touch, through sharing. You know, I think that fire people love to have, be around people who love to do what they love to do. So if that's your partner, that could be okay. And fire needs connection. You know, touch is one way to connect. It's also through eye contact. It's very important. And sometimes they're not the ones connecting because they've been hurt. So if they got really hurt, now maybe they pulled back and they're not making the contact. Yeah, that so can happen as well. That's the blanket over the lighthouse. Again, yeah. they're not allowed to shine out. You know, we've seen that in the clinic, a fire person who feels very lonely. They can't even look at someone directly. Mm-hmm. They have to look away. Their heart protector is so vigilant. They have that mask yeah. around their heart there. I like that 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 metaphor there because it is like a mask because yeah. they can't be themselves. You know, they feel like even looking in someone's eyes is dangerous or vulnerable. Yeah. So, so that's a downer. Yeah, that's a downer. So let's, let's, let's bring it up a little let's bit. Let's bring it up a little bit. Just like fire goes up and down. You know, let's talk a little bit about flirting because, you know, Remember, we're talking about how they engage with people. So instead of just reaching out with their twinkly eyes to make a connection with someone, they may find themselves resorting to being funny to impress people. You know, they're just trying to maybe make them laugh. They might have that slightly inappropriate joke or comment. And it's kind of like, you know, naughty, slightly naughty innuendos, maybe not so slight... (laughs) Maybe just right. naughty innuendos. But, but even no. then, they might be nervous and coy. Right, like, right. like it's it's just this little sexual edge. It's they fun. Just, and, you know, they're looking for that risque conversation just to make everyone laugh because laughter leads to more laughter, leads to ease, leads to people. Falling in, in love? <laughs> yes, yes. Or a little bit of nookie nookie in yeah, there, right? There they can just go. have fun, right? <laughs> and that's why they also do something that can be annoying, especially to wood people who don't like to be teased, but they like to kind of playfully taunt people or tease them. And it's usually about some aspect of the Oh, I'm person. sure that's not just wood. Yeah, that doesn't like it. <laughs> no. All right. Well, so what happens? <laughs> I'm certain of that. <laughs> what happens is they do this little teasing thing and they're watching to see if the other person laughs and nervously plays along because what they're trying to do, it's like, we often say it's like they're trying to undress each Again, other. Again, we're back to taking the clothes yes, off. Of That's course. definitely the theme of this Metaphorically. podcast. Metaphorically. Yes. Metaphorically. It's like, oh, are you willing to admit that you're not perfect? And then ha ha ha. And then they'll say something back. Saying, About how they're not perfect. Yes. yes. And then go back and forth and a little nervous and a laughter. And it's like, oh, you know, here's one item of clothing that comes off. And, you know, next is. The they shirt. do like to make fun of themselves yes. just to get a laugh, to just see to the other person. Yes, And so they'll tease you, they'll tease about themselves. So the hidden question behind that kind of conversation, which again could be very annoying for you if you're not fire, is, you know, are you willing to show me your imperfections? Because that means you're being authentic and that you can laugh at yourself and then you can help me laugh at myself. Yeah, I like that. And I think that that's really good socially for the rest of us to understand how fire loves to just flirt around, flit around and do that with lots of people. And be vulnerable ultimately because vulnerability leads to connection. 
So if you're in a romantic relationship with a fire person, you know, when both partners can be open to each other without being mean-spirited, then they'll feel safe and they no longer need to hide the imperfections, which to fire means they can be authentic. And so if you're in a relationship with a fire person, you can tease them a little bit, but not mean tease. Yeah. And they can and you can be a little flirty and you can kind of just, you know, be open to their Open-heartedness, I guess, yeah. is a good way of saying it. And, you know, they like to have sex. <laughs> so you better get your A-game up on that. Not every fire person, I will say. Some I, that have been hurt might well, have that given up mean, on it. Well, that doesn't mean but they... But they used to want to have that's sex. That's right. So they yeah. need to work on that. They can help themselves. All right. So we keep coming back to sex. So let's talk about something else. Sure. Well, I don't know. <laughs> there is more to They're fire wonderful than conversationalists yes. when you're talking about sex. Yes, they are wonderful <laughs> conversationalists. <laughs> right. Jeez. Okay. And they're good writers. Does when they're writing about sex. sex? <laughs> no. <laughs> they're good teachers. They're good storytellers. They love to talk. They're very natural at speaking. And they're really good at embellishing some yes. of the facts. They and, just love to be around people. Yeah. Any kind of people-orientated job or career or profession, they yeah. love that. They but, just love it. And they're good at it. They're very, very good at it. Yes. But one of the bizarre things about fires that a lot of people really dislike is that they can really piss people off quite easily, which is weird. We said yeah. so many good things about fires. Yeah. So what's that about? Well, and they also, another little secret for the rest of us is they can be the meanest of the elements yes. if they're provoked because they're yes. hurt and yes. they've been hurt. And hurt is part of fire, but that's not always a great thing for them. But they love, so think about the great enthusiasm and joy and the light and then the other side of that yeah. if they can't do that. So yeah, that can be... Closed-hearted. Closed-hearted, yeah. Meanness. And that can end up being also kind of fake, passive-aggressive meanness where they're really being mean, but they are trying to pretend they're not because they don't want to disappoint people. So it, it's a weird dynamic. That's why we say they're kind of like the queens of passive-aggressiveness, not wanting to be mean or manipulative, but also wanting to get their way. That's the ugly side of fire. No, I wouldn't say ugly. Yeah, That'll really. make them really go I down know. a spiral. I would they're, say they're less attractive, yes. but still beautiful. And would people, We all have our quirks. We yes. all have our challenges. Yes, and remember, we were talking about how wood just likes to be frank, and that is going to drive a wood person in particular. I mean, everyone kind of hates passive aggressiveness, but... You know, it's it's really rough on wood in particular, which is very frank and to the point and upfront. And you, you, it is what you see. What you see is what you get. So fires are afraid to assert themselves like that. Yeah. And that's all. That's very fascinating to me because they are the people pleasers. Yeah. So let's talk about that because we really can't talk about fire unless we talk about the people pleasing. And they're a great, great, great at that. I mean, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. And then it can go down that slope. Yes. So it, it's so it's so interesting, this communication idea and people pleasing, because the other thing that's really funny is, you know, they're just trying to, to keep asking without asking, do you like me? Do you like me? So everything they're saying is like, do you like me? And so if if they're talking to you and suddenly there's a lull in the conversation, you can watch them get completely nervous, yeah. like like freaked out. And then they'll start 
talking nonstop, trying to fill in the gaps in the conversation. Trying to get you to like them again. Yes, like chatter, chatter, chatter. And in their minds, they're like, why isn't this person talking? Why can't I read their face? It's like a poker face. Ah! And they start unraveling. Yeah. I'm... Like what I'm doing right now? Yes, I love that. It's actually kind of fun for me to watch that, but I'm just saying that in a very observatorial way. But um, I would also like to talk about listening. Five people, not the best listeners, but if you think they're not a good listener, you can ask them what the feeling was of the conversation and they'll nail it. Yes, because that's that emotional right. intelligence. They don't know the words, but they know what you they made you made them feel. I know. So Earth is very social as well, and they listen to every single word. Fire can't repeat a single word I just said, but they know how I felt. Yeah, they'll nail the feeling for sure. I love that. I love that. Um, and you might think they're just self-absorbed and they're not listening, but they're listening. Yeah, on that higher level. Yeah. On that people pleaser topic, let's go into some famous people who are fire. Okay, you perfect. have to do the men or the women. Uh, you go ahead. All right, so I will start with the fiery women out there. We have a lot of actresses and performers, and then we can actually kind of maybe work on expanding this list because I'm looking at it. It's very uh, Hollywoodish yes. and, and musical. But then here we go: Amy Adams, Anne Hathaway, Drew Barrymore, Shirley MacLaine, old school fire. There, right. Janis Joplin. Awesome. Moment of silence. Annette Benning, Julian Moore, Julia Roberts, Lily Tomlin, Laura Dern, Sophia Vergara, Ellie Goulding, Emma Thompson, Lizzo, Katy Perry, Barbara Streisand, Whitney Houston, Natalie Merchant. I could probably go on and on what and a on. Great list. But just all about, people we love. Think about how they're predominantly quite happy. Some of them have metal or uh, you know, maybe second, um, like, like Julia Barbara Moore, Streisand. Barbara Streisand, yes. Yeah. So, you know, but like if you think of Julia Roberts and just like that smile, that infectious smile, like yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty good. Clear. Yeah. All right. Let's show the guys. Okay. We've got Tom Brady, Richard Branson, Bill Clinton, Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert Patterson, Anderson Cooper, John Travolta, David Letterman, Timothy Chalamet, Justin Bieber, Usher, Elton John, Adam Levine, Freddie Mercury, Pharrell Williams, Bruno Mars, John Legend, and Drake. Yeah, and then we could go on and on and on. And again, you you mentioned that metal because there's a couple in this list too who kind of hide their fire a little bit. And some of them are water second, like Pharrell, uh, Bruno Mars. They they have like a little bit of uh, like you. They're not. They're that shy fire. Yeah, and I know Pharrell. When we studied Pharrell, you could just see he was constantly trying to be something else. Yeah, like he wasn't feeling like he was safe. In my yeah. opinion, right? Yeah. Just my observational opinion. I could be totally wrong. And when but. you got him in, in like we watch video, we watch, by the way, hours, hours and hours and hours of videos. Um, when you when you get him, when he feels safe, that's yeah. when the fire comes yeah. out. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with Bruno Mars. Yeah. You know, I mean, and uh, in Freddie Mercury, the opposite. It was just yeah. fire out. all the time. All you know? the time. Just yes. Fantastic. David Letterman, too. Just completely. Yeah. They can't help it, right? Yeah, totally. I love it. I love it. Okay, that was a great list. And if you want to maybe study some celebrities, go look at the walk. The way they walk is a very easy yes. way to start to figure out, or what I tell people is what to eliminate yeah. If you're trying to figure out the five elements. And the fire walk is the bounce. Yeah. It's it's there. It's like they have helium in their shoulders, lifting them off the ground. The heels come off the ground. It's almost like they're walking on their toes. And then they bounce in the, you know, like think of a champagne bottle. If you pull the cork. Right. You know, up. And then, 
And their voice goes up and down and they often lift their eyebrows when they speak and, you know, look for that smile. They're always looking for, you know, it's like they're easily distracted. They're looking for shiny objects in the world. Shiny, shiny, shiny and happy, shiny. And you know what? They're not, uh, they're unapologetically shiny. Yes. They might not even be aware that they're shiny. And their eyes are shiny. They twinkle, like twinkle, twinkle, little star eyes. Yeah. And so you got to look for that when you're looking for them out in the world. And just remember, they want to know that you can give them unconditional love. That's all they want. They just or unconditional like. Yes. <laughs> just want to just keep it safe in this world right now. And so they want to feel like they're good. It's okay to have flaws, but they want the good to outweigh the bad. So the evolutionary path for fire is realizing that you are the best lover for yourself. You're the best best friend for yourself. It's about loving yourself. Falling in love with yourself. Yes. Yeah, yeah I can love me better than you can. So, you know, we talked about the penguin walk for the wood. Yeah. So the fire is just the champagne bubbles yes, or up and down. bouncing up and down, yeah. walking on your toes. Walking on your toes. Yes, yeah, so look for that. And also, I think sometimes in this society, men don't bounce as much. Yes. They were, were kind of told not to. Yes. As if it was like feminine or something like that. So when you see a male, so <laughs> so if you're looking for, a, you know, a, a good sign, sometimes they're holding it down. They're not bouncing as much as they want to. And again, it depends what their second element is as well. So just keep an eye. And you know what? I always say, look at the ponytail for the women. Look for the ponytail for the men too, because they might be wearing a ponytail. Yes. And you'll see the hair bouncing. Right. So for homework, for all of you fires out there and all of you who have fire in your top five elements. (laughs) That means means fire anywhere, everywhere. Your homework is to take a look at yourself the way fires need to look at themselves. Look at all the good but also look at your own imperfections and be honest with yourself. And be happy about it. And it's love okay. Yourself. That's right. Have a sense of humor. Yes, it's okay. It's about being vulnerable with yourself. And that means opening your own heart to yourself. And then you can let your little light shine. Yeah. And it's sometimes that little light turns into a big light. Yeah. Right. So don't be so hard on yourself. I'm, you know, you have to be vulnerable with what's going on and just. Love the people that are around you. They love you. They're not going to be offended if you're yourself. And if they are, go find new friends. Yeah, there you go. Okay? Because you need to be you. Yes. You need to be happy and upbeat and vulnerable and funny and love to go to Renaissance fairs and wear funny costumes. I don't care. <laughs> there you go. But And see the beauty in the world. Okay? That's not a bad thing. That's right. not a bad thing. Good. I'll see you at the Renaissance Fair. Yes, she'll be the one wearing the busty thing, eating that giant turkey like, does this make me look beautiful? All right, have fun, everyone. Okay, Okay, bye-bye. You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast, and you've reached the end. Woohoo! Why not celebrate a little bit and click that subscribe button right there. We love having you with us on this journey, and we want it to continue. You can also rate and review this podcast. And if you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews, and your reviews help other people find this podcast as well. You can also be a part of this podcast yourself by submitting a voice recording message and emailing it to us at Lita at InspiredActionPodcast.com or Jay at InspiredActionPodcast.com. And if you want, you can join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening and remember to hug the dog. <laughs>